so so welcome to everybody on facebook live um from our first episode we had pastor jay um, from new revelation church and if you haven't heard about new revelation church we've had our second service so far it's been going really well every second and fourth sunday saturday second and fourth saturday um at 11 a.m here at christian community missionary baptist church um yeah, it's been going really, really well. If you haven't heard about it, definitely get on the list to be able to come in person. I know in July we'll be doing a lot of different things instead of just your normal church service. Um, so those will be on July 10th and the 24th. Um, so like I said before, second episode, we're going to be talking about church hurt today. Um, I know that's another series that Pastor Jay is also going to be doing at New Revelation as well. So that conversation will be, get um, continued elsewhere. Um, and as you also can see, I have more guests with me today. So if we want to start introducing with our guests with Mr. Buck over here, um, just say your name and your age and whether or not you go to church or not. Uh, all right. Y'all can hear me? That's good. All right, cool. My name is Buck. Uh, I'm 26. I'm going to be 27 at the end of the month. Hey. Uh, I go to church not as frequently as I should, but I do be attended here Hi, my name is Tristan, and I'm 24, and I do not currently attend church, but I am religious. <laughs> I'm Brittany, I'm 36. Um, I attended church a lot in my teenage years and young adult years, but I do not attend church anymore. Alrighty, um, so like I've been doing for all of, um, all of the episodes and for the title of is it just me um the question posed for is it just me for this episode is have you experienced church hurt or is that just me and one of the things that i just want to do because i know this discussion can get kind of you know specific um just one ground rule obviously is not to mention the name of a church or pastor clergy ministry whatever um just because i don't want it to be a bashing thing because someone may not have that same experience of the same church and i don't want to put any of that negative energy out there personally so that's my only disclaimer and ground rule um so i just would want to go around and how would you all define church hurt people in the church and the behaviors that you see and the contradictions that you see that kind of push you in the opposite direction of church, God, um, sometimes even family and friends. So, Okay, anybody? Anybody else? I think it's partly some form of hypocrisy that sends you um, elsewhere for your spiritual nourishment and I also think that it's the people that are in that environment obviously and um, it could be anything that happens that just turns you off to that experience but okay. anything else I'm just learning what this term church hurt means, but based on what you guys are saying, I do think it's something I have experienced, especially uh, traveling, you know, when you attend a church that's not your actual church where nobody knows you mm -hmm. and maybe you stick out for whatever reason. 
uh, frequent thing I experience is like sometimes you know I don't know who's here Christian or Baptist or anything but when you do communion and it's time to like take the bread and the wine some people look at you like are you supposed to take that mm-hmm. and that's something I've just experienced that I just thought I'd bring up that I bet somebody else has probably experienced who's watching or listening yeah for sure for sure um, so in doing my research for this episode, I found two definitions, like official definitions of what church hurt is. Um, the first one is pain sometimes inflicted by religious institutions, a pain that distances sufferers from their communities and from God. And then the other one is a deeply traumatic spiritual grievance brought on when an event or series of events takes place within one's house of worship. And the effect is so dramatic that while the person may still have faith, their trust in the church has failed. The traumatic element of the experience occurs when a place of trust, spiritual and social connection becomes a place of rejection, anguish or disenchantment that could lead one to question and or even reject one's church. So do we, how do we feel about those definitions? Um, I would say those are good. Mine would definitely be the institution of religion um, more so than some traumatic event that happened in church. I mean, don't get me wrong, there was hypocrisy, but I know people are human. And so I wasn't judging them for their hypocrisy. I didn't want to look at them the way that they looked at me for my choices, but it was the institution of religion for sure. Um, And so another thing that I also did throughout my research, um, and as I said in the first podcast, I got my degree in psychology. So I always look at things from a psychological lens. And I thought about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, And it's if you've seen it's the triangle and that has different tiers. Um, The bottom tier is your physiological needs like water, air, food, shelter, sleep, stuff like that. And then you have your safety needs, which are, you know, the predictability of life knowing that if i do this this will happen um obviously just physical safety needs and then you have love and belonging being the third tier of friendship community intimacy connection things like that um and then esteem which is respecting yourself and have feeling like others respect you and then self-acceptance is the last one which is like motivation growth things like that and so i feel like it the way that Maslow had it was you need the first four tiers for appropriate development and then you have the top one for just personal growth um, and then if there's ever an instance where those in the four tiers before self um, self-actualization that it would hinder somebody's development in the way that they move through life and so when I thought about church hurt I thought about well if that love and belonging piece is knocked out of whack especially in an institution where we go to feel that love and belonging then you know, I could only imagine like what those long term implications can be for people who have experienced that church hurt. And, you know, so what how do you guys feel about the about that psychologically, I guess? I think I I understand where you're coming from there, because that makes a lot of sense. It is uh, a lot of where you go to get your community. And when you're a child, that's some of the only places you are interacting with adults that aren't your parents or family. Um, So you are seeing how grownups behave, what is adult behavior. And sometimes what you see is not something you all the way agree with, not all the way you understand. Um, For me particularly, I just saw women being treated in a way that I didn't enjoy from a young age i saw 
um, things that the way that a woman's role was talked about was rather disrespectful and uh, it made me feel like I was less than just because I'm a woman <laughs> and I didn't enjoy that and it was detrimental to my spiritual journey because I thought if this is how I'm supposed to think of myself then I don't know if this is for me and it was really hard you know yeah I definitely agree with that I've seen that as well like we're s the whole barefoot and pregnant thing it's kind of it's not said but that's kind of the feeling that you get a lot at least that I've gotten um and then also um just the gender roles in in specific is something that I think is pushed a lot in in church and especially being in the generation that we all are in I don't think that we all even kind of look to those as the this is the end all be all of how a relationship or the world is supposed to be so um, and then I also, through my research, wanted to bring, you know, the Bible into this. And disclaimer, I am not a theologian, pastor, Bible scholar. I did not go to seminary school. These are just Bible verses that I personally have read that I think are applicable to this situation. Thank you. <laughs> I always feel the need to put that disclaimer out there so nobody comes for me. Okay. So the first one is 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 through 18. Um, so for God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their word's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you brethren warn those who are unruly comfort the faint-hearted uphold the weak be patient with all see what see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all rejoice always pray without ceasing and everything give thanks for this is the will of god and jesus christ for you so do we feel like that actually happens in church do we feel like that i know it was a lot <laughs> I know the last part, the pray without ceasing thing, we hear all the time in church, at least. So, any feelings, takes about that that particular passage? I feel like I need a different version of that. Um, so pretty much what I just took <laughs> from that was just um, to I, the way that I took it was that there should be an equal level of respect on both sides. There should be respect in terms of the clergy and the the head of the church, church leaders, as well as the congregation and and those and the people in the body of christ and that um pretty much doing everything in love and praying for those people instead of wishing evil on toward towards them or speaking down on them we should be praying for them instead of being mean i guess and judgmental yeah i don't think that that always happens uh, because like one of my issues with religion is it's up to someone's someone else's interpretation um, and I heard the word exalt in there in reference to a person I felt like so that to me is not equal respect and I think that happens a lot of church a lot of times in church there are people who are supposed to be up here and they deserve a different level of respect or they deserve um, a different level of treatment and they put themselves up there, regardless of how they live their lives and if they deserve it or what, they put themselves up there and then people follow along behind those people and they're not necessarily directing you in the right way. So I, I don't think that actually applies at all. 
I think there being a kind of a focus on condemnation more than uh, exalting mm-hmm. your fellow man, you know, instead of just denigrating them for something that they've done or not denigrating them for certain things um, and not guiding them in a certain way. So uh, the real picking and choosing of things that people are condemned for yeah. is is fascinating and, and sometimes disappointing. A lot of times disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> I will say like one of the main reasons why I left the church was it was the question of homosexuality. And I feel like how is it in one breath we say that all sin is equal, but then on the other hand, you say that homosexual people are going to hell and you almost make it seem as if they are not deserving of the love of God and they're not deserving of the community of church. And it's like, well, God created them and they are who they are. So how do we get to pick and choose that homosexuals are not allowed to be Christians? Like, it's ridiculous to me. And nobody can explain to me why that one sin is more important than any other. Or why is it that the sins that women commit get so much attention? Why is it the sin of premarital sex and women getting pregnant get so much attention, but there is equal to anything else, right? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to sit here and just sit my tea quietly. <laughs> I'm going to just sip my tea quietly. And, um, oh, go ahead. Thank you for saying the quiet part out loud. I really <laughs> appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for um, saying what I, I think a lot of us have thought, um, which I also think, um, crazy enough, comes into the second scripture that I looked into was um, James 4, uh, 11 through 12, um, and pretty much the, the last part of it more. Um, but if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There's one lawgiver who is able to save and destroy. Who are you to judge another? And I think that kind of to what you said and specifically to the homosexuality issue, that's something that I know in a lot of churches when I even start hear the word. I'm mentally like I'm off. I mentally shut off. I mentally disconnect because I've it's the and it could be a fault on my part, too, of not wanting to actually have that conversation and see where they're going with it. I just that have that trauma to where I'm like, I don't even want to hear what you're about to say. I know what you're about to say. I don't want to hear it again. I know how you feel. And a part of my church hurt was also having sermons that no matter what the sermon was about, we gonna find a way to incorporate homosexuality into this because it is a pressing issue. And we're even though we're talking about finances, we're going to find a way to figure out to talk about gay people. And I'm like, I don't I have how sway how did we get how did we do this like how did we get here why is it such a like i understand what the bible says about it that's fine no one i'm not trying to change the bible that's not my job that's not what i'm here to do but like you said every human on this world was created in the image and likeness of god and deserves that respect bare minimum and you know it's that's something for me that has always just kind of turned me off to the whole, uh, well, I only see the whole, to a lot of discussions when it comes to church. Um, so does anybody have anything else they would like to say? I think it's just wild how one of the only sins that does not hurt someone is the one that people have the biggest problem with and want to say the most about. Um, those sermons really aren't, yes, I, I too have experienced sermons where that has nothing to do with anything but there will be a and men dressing like women or something yeah. blah 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 and it it seems to come out of nowhere i don't know what the reason is i just 
it makes me uncomfortable that it's brought up so often. <laughs> and I'm laughing just because Tristan and I came from the same church, and I know the exact re- example that she's given, and I can hear it in my head. That's why I'm laughing. Um, I, I wonder, though, like, but because I have a feeling that you go to a completely different ch- type of church than we sorta. do, it, it, what is the situation? Well, <clears throat> okay, so the type of church that I go to, it's a Baptist church and everything, but it is in a, it's in a more rural part of town, like I was explaining to you guys off camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does get brought up sometimes, but honestly, not that much. And like I, I know via like Instagram, uh, pastoring or what would you call sermons mm-hmm. stuff like that. I see on Instagram, I see a lot of the stuff you guys are talking about. But in terms of in person, I haven't really experienced it that much. But I'm definitely interested in everything you guys are saying, and I, I see it online all the time. But typically at my church, it doesn't get brought up too often. So I guess I've had good fortune with that. And uh, when I talked about visiting churches, a lot of the time I, I go to like southern parts of the country, and believe it or not, I've had pretty good luck there too. So. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay, so just to kind of circle back to the original question, and I know we've always answered that was, um, have you experienced church hurt or even secondary church, secondhand church hurt? I guess I would say like seeing it from other people or seeing how other people are treated. Um, and would, are there like any stories in the, about that that you would you would want to share? Um, for sure, I go back to um, the sin of premarital sex and women getting pregnant. Um, there were a lot of women that I've known that were wonderful teachers, great Christians, and are human. They got pregnant, they weren't married, and they were forced out of their teaching positions. And it's kind of unfair. It's like the, you can see their sin. Mm-hmm. And so therefore they get the harshest punishment. Who knows what everybody else in the church, leaders or whoever is doing, but because you can see hers, now she's a problem. Now she has to be set down. She can't stand up and teach. She can't, you know, she's like less than mm-hmm. <laughs> because she sinned and you can actually see her sin. Um, we experienced, I've experienced it a lot in in the church that I went to. So I have seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anybody? Okay. Well, um, I know in the comments there was some another form of church hurt that was said that unsolicited advice was a form of church hurt, and I know that at least for my litany of things that I had written down for my experiences of church hurt, that was one of them. Of I'll. I'll never forget i had one older woman in the church who came to me and was saying you know you know honey birds of a feather flock together and i'm like what are you talking about literally just pulled me to the side randomly and was like birds of a feather flock together i'll get to it and um and so i was like what are you even talking about like well you know your friend has a reputation and you know she was raised by a single mother and we all know how that can work and i'm like well how does that work and you know just saying you know you don't want to get enthralled into that and then just as a personal i know you're my friend you're thinking about my friend c right Mm -hmm. no we're talking about jay Mm -hmm. yeah that reaction was because jay didn't even become no i was just i'm saying the letters nobody knows (laughs) but i'm just saying because that friend in particular has was not even sexually active at that point had didn't even become sexually active until she met the man that she is marrying in september and 
I'm like, okay, well, you know, you're taking what you've heard from teenagers and in high school and take, and that didn't even go to the same school as this girl putting that on to her when that wasn't even the the case so the whole slut shaming in church is a, is a big thing or even a different older woman pulled me um when we were doing the um what's that stuff called uh tithing and we were taking it down to the front to put it in um, i'm sorry put it in the in the basket um and it was the summertime and i had a dress on and then she pulled me to the side and was like honey does your father know you wore that to church today and like i wasn't trying to be disrespectful but she said i was being disrespectful all i said was my dad drove me here today so yeah he i think he knows what i had on and it was it happened all and it wasn't even like the dress literally when i it came down pat to my knee and that was still a big problem um another thing was i was told that i the major that i decided to have in college in, in psychology that that was stupid and that i wasn't going to make any money doing that and that there was no point because everything that i was studying could be fixed by prayer oh. and i said okay thank you i'm still gonna major in it but thank you for your advice um uh, what was else oh just the clicks i mean you're, you're gonna get that anywhere people you know stay with who they know but for me particularly another aspect of church hurt for me was the the favoritism and then the competition that they would put towards specifically the young girls in the church i can't speak to the boys but i can at least say for the girls that they would pit us against each other all the time and you know just I, it actually caused a rift in one of my other best friends and i's relationship because they because she's a year older than me they everything that she did i was supposed to do and we are on we are two completely different people like she's a lot girlier i'm a lot more tomboyish, <laughs> and you know just things like that um there was a pageant that she did and there was another girl in our church that was in the same pageant and my friend won the pageant the other girl got like miss congeniality or whatever that's called um and the whole church even in front of church they were like oh congratulations to the one girl you know she's miss congeniality never mentioned my best friend and who won it who won the contest and i that always just kind of rubbed me the wrong way and and kind of like i said before the the hate in the sermons the judgment um oh and one thing that actually wasn't in my notes that i did think about um the guilt and shame associated with tithing also is another thing um at my previous church we had um graphs and charts that would be put on the screen to show where we should be tithing and where we actually are tithing and would explain that if each person would give a certain amount extra then we can meet this goal for the building fund that as we all know usually never <laughs> happens but yeah and i think that just in in the community that the church is in knowing that not everybody may have the same means as the preacher or whoever i think that's just it turns me off and it wasn't until recently that i understood the power of that and what it really means to tithe and what it's for i think even when you say that and how that um everybody in the community that the church is in can't live up to that or can't tie the way that some people can it's the same with the way you were saying you were slut shamed what if a girl in the neighborhood wants to come to church but all she owns is something short 
or something revealing um you immediately get looks i've seen the way that people have been treated in the community where i went to church is one of the reasons why it turned me off and it was a, the second hand church hurt like y'all are being so judgmental of these people and you know we're in a low income area and they're here to to receive help to receive love to receive the word like and you immediately judge them talk about them mm-hmm. uh they're not nice and welcoming to them like it was ridiculous to me like very ridiculous and i just didn't understand how you could be in this particular community and be judgmental of the people that came in from the community like you know what this area is and we'll say the whole come as you are yes don't worry like really don't mean no that. <laughs> no it's come as what we think you should be i definitely know what you're talking about and I think kind of the problem sometimes is that some people kind of uh, find an identity in trying to fix somebody else. And it makes mm-hmm. them feel like they're doing more because they're setting somebody else on the right path. Mm-hmm. And that's like an unfortunate reality that I think happens a lot. And I kind of don't like complaining without trying to like come up with like some type of resolution. Yeah. So it's much easier said than done. But like, I don't want to go off on too big of a tangent here. <laughs> but like, I feel like this generation that we're speaking to right now, like the newer generation there's a lot of things about the old ways that i do think we're good but one of the talents that i think that we have is our ability to kind of see things like our perception sometimes so it, it's not ideal by any means but like if we can kind of identify these things it kind of takes those feelings of like hurt away yeah. i think so like for anybody who's like watching or listening i think maybe to try and do that might help you or if you're taking somebody new to a church or something maybe tell them that you know this is what you're unfortunately gonna have to expect, but we came to church for a reason. Mm -hmm. We know why we came and we know what the real purpose is. So to try and just kind of keep that, like that end goal in mind the whole time, I think can help. Absolutely. And it's even sad that we have to do that. And we shouldn't have to, but But at the same time, like to get a good experience, we shouldn't have to do, but (laughs) true. Very true. Things are only going to change one way and it's some type of accident. That's the only one I can personally think about at the moment. Yeah, I I get that. And then I also, um, something that DJ said, um, in one of our, um, uh, Bible study things was a lot of people in the church. Oh yeah. I've been where you are. I know where you are, but you know, that was in my past. No, tell me, what did you do? Like, let's, let's talk about it because your, your sin may not be exactly where my sin is. And if I'm not, if I don't know and you're not being authentic and you're not saying, you know, what it really is, like, I think we all just have to take a look in the mirror and say, you know, none of us are perfect. We've all done some things, but that's the the power and growth. Like we all like even just due to covid last year, like I can say majority of us probably have changed at least in one aspect in our lives. I'm, we can't you can't sit here and say you're the same person that you were five years ago or even two years ago like we all have the ability to change and we have to give people that same grace and kind of like you were saying who who are you to tell me that my life is not right um and also what we talked about at new revelation was there's a way to talk to people there's a way to 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 bring it up but you can't my my famous thing is rules without relation are dead words 
if you're trying to put these things and these rules and all these this stuff on people without them knowing who you are showing that you're about what you're about and that you like walk the walk and talk the talk it's just gonna be like who who are who's this lady coming to talk to me and then too like there's a level of openness that i feel like is needed when you talked about you know people say well i've been where you are and specifically like you said specifically tell me tell me the things that you've done the things that you're ashamed of and tell me how you overcame those things and how did the lord help you overcome those things and instead of just saying well i used to be like that and i'm not anymore okay but but god okay but Mm -hmm. you also had to do something too so what did you and god do to get you from a to z I think it's easier when you're older to say, yes, I stopped doing that. You shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. How do I know? There's no, if there's no discussion about that, there's no journey. There's no, um, there's no moral of the story. You know, you're just telling me not to do the things that are, I guess, enjoyable. (laughs) And And you're not really giving me that backing. So it, it's kind of, you know, hollow. Um. And it also like, it makes people who either are like new to the faith or, you know, whatever, it makes it hard to dissociate the God that everyone says loves you unconditionally and the people that misrepresent him. And I think that's what turns a lot of people off. Like even you can say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian and people will be like, oh, and like oh so you don't have fun or even like on my snapchat a couple of days ago like we went to brunch and i had a mimosa and somebody was like oh i thought you went to church why are you drinking i'm like well, last time i checked i didn't think that drinking alcohol was a sin i thought it was the whole getting drunk thing which i did not it was three o'clock in the afternoon and i had things to do so i was not doing that but it's like just because i'm a christian or i go to church doesn't mean that i can't still have a life and i think that's also the unrealistic expectation that some people have um especially when it comes to younger people like every time i would come home from college people are looking at my stomach like you having fun or are you you still what like what you doing honey like i'm like no i'm not pregnant thank you um i'm good that i've been having great fun could you please lower your voice i'm still a little not here but <laughs> you know just just those those crazy things and um so i know that we had some stuff from the in the comments and DJ's writing ridiculously large on our whiteboard. <laughs> um, so for those who've received church hurt, what's the difference for what? Oh, the difference between those people who stayed and left. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was DJ. Anyway, um, so as somebody who did experience church hurt i did leave like i obviously i'm back because i'm i'm doing this but i did leave church hurt because kind of like you were saying i was forced to go to church i was on i was an usher i was on a dance team i was in the choir did all of that my dad's a deacon and an usher so it was a lot of stuff that i was at church for so the second i didn't have to go no more you didn't i didn't i didn't uh for sure did not and um and but then like you know life life started happening and um 
different situations like that kind of brought it back and and having different life experiences things that i did when i wasn't going to church and things that um that happened people that i associated myself with just traumatic events that happened in life in general was what brought me back to what i was always taught of it could only have been god that allowed me to still be here to talk to you um because you know made some poor decisions um so that's what kind of brought me back it wasn't a person it wasn't anything that i ever was really like advice given to me at church or any person in the church i'm like oh yeah i gotta come back and talk to so and so they gonna help me out no it was just i know where i should go i know you guys said that you don't go to church so well i did have a lot of very kind people in the church taking interest in my life and i do truly appreciate that but i think the sexism just truly turned me off to it it made me feel less than again it made me feel like we can't start off with a good understanding of my spiritual journey if you don't see me as an equal person if you don't if you respond to me saying i'm interested in politics with mm. <laughs> that did not feel good being 16 17 trying to figure out what i wanted to do with my life and being ambitious and having hopes like that and being told mm, just because i am a female and uh so that if you fundamentally don't respect my dreams my ambitions what i want to do to make this world a better place then we're not starting from the same background and that spiritually for me i need different i need i need more you can and you should than you can't and you shouldn't you know yeah for me i haven't gone back um because my church hurt wasn't necessarily the people i'm the type of person that um very outspoken and um so the people and their opinions didn't really bother me. I was raised to either you like me or you don't. Mm -hmm. And I was raised to always speak my mind. So it, it was never the people that pushed me away. It was the institution of religion and waking up and realizing I've just been following what someone else has taught me rather than researching and learning for myself. So the only way I'd ever go back to church would be after I've done my own research and I'm comfortable with the religion that I'm involving myself in or what I'm choosing to believe or choosing to have faith in um, because I never I never did that for myself it was always this is what the pastor said or I read the bible verses that we read in church or I read the bible verses that um we read in Sunday school or Bible study, and it was never me going on my own, really trying to learn and figure out what I believe. I was just always told what I believe. Um, I'm still not in a place where I want to <laughs> research it and find out for myself yet, mm -hmm. um, but it'll happen eventually, I guess, and I may not come back to Christianity. I, I want to believe in something. I want to have faith in something. Um, but it'll be because 
I learned it, I researched it, I saw it with my own eyes. It, it'll, it'll never again be because somebody else told me. Right. I completely agree. It's such a personal journey. And like, I think scripture, not allowing for multiple interpretations and that kind of debate uh, is detrimental. Mm -hmm. It's very detrimental to actually having people learn what they need to learn, you know, be better people you know yeah and i think also a lot of um pastors whoever's preaching need to make the difference between this is what the bible says and this is what i'm saying and i think from my experiences there are a lot of pastors who say what they think it's saying instead of just what the bible is saying or even i was talking with everyone um last the the first um service of new revelation the whole when two or more gathered together i didn't know that it was talking about conflict i've heard that that scripture my entire life and i never knew that that's what it was talking about and that was and like i've been going to church since i was five four or five years old never knew that and i'm 27 now and you know just hearing what it actually is instead of how you want to twist and turn it to fit what your sermon is that that week i think is a lot and and also one of the things that i do respect about my pastor is that he says you know go look it up for yourself go research it go do that if you have questions about it come back and also with new revelation too I like the fact that it's an open discussion. So if it's something that I don't understand or I don't agree with, we can sit there and talk about it because at the end of the day, there's still going to be things that I don't agree with in terms of what the Bible says and, or things that I just don't feel in or believe in my heart. Um, especially like we said earlier in terms of homosexuality, in terms of possibly gender roles, I, I just don't personally agree. And that's something that me and God can take up with when I meet him you know, one day, that's something that can be deciphered through then. But right now, that's just that's how I feel. There's really nothing anybody can tell me to change how I feel about that. And my parents and I, we go through debates, like hour long debates about this. And it eventually they're upset. And I'm just like, what? And I still coming back to are you gay? No. Am I gay? No. Well, I don't see what this really <laughs> has any stake in my life. Like, why are we having this conversation? And, you know, just I, it, it would it took a lot for me to um, to do that. Um, and then another question I wanted to ask um, just about church hurt in general. Do you think that one, do you think that church hurt should be labeled as abuse? And do you think that church hurt is something that pastors clergy church leaders need to acknowledge as a detrimental threat on their congregation I, I don't know if i would classify it as abuse unless something traumatic and abusive happened but i definitely think that pastors should look at it as a detriment to their congregation and it really boggles my mind that when a pastor sees people leaving their church and leaving and leaving that there's no investigation into that and there's like there's a common denominator if you got this one person and if you've got 15 different complaints about this one person are you addressing this person are you are y'all having conversations about what 
they may need to do in their relationship with God to not be running people away? Or is it a just a, well, I've known this person for 30 years and I love this person and they're, I know that they or have Or if a they're a regular heart. tither, we don't want to yeah, lose that also. Yeah, I didn't even think about it from Because I've, I've personally heard that. I've personally heard that one. And I just, I don't know, it's definitely a detriment to the congregation because it's usually older people. And at some point, those older people are going to die. And then what do you have if they've ran everybody else away? Yeah, I completely agree. And also, like, kind of bringing it back to the to scripture, like the story about the shepherd and one sheep gets lost and leaving the like going to get that one sheep to make sure that that one, you know, is that everybody is safe. And I feel like that's the role of a pastor and of church leaders is to make sure that your congregation is doing well and make sure that everybody is receiving what they're supposed to receive and if not either point them in the right direction or address the or address the people in the conflict exactly yeah i don't think there's a desire to change that's not what i'm seeing and also i happen to be you know sometimes disappointed that there is not as much activism as in the churches as there was in like king's day you know mm -hmm. and it's these are times where we need that involvement that's what young people are passionate about that's what we care about that's what we know needs to change but there's only tangential references to it it's it's not a, an action it's not they're not trying to change the things that need to be changed anymore and so they're not evolving, they're not adjusting, and it's hurting them. They We're leaving. The perfect word, they're not evolving. At For some sure. point, you cannot continue to do things the same way that you've done them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you felt that one, I, I feel it. <laughs> I feel it. Um, so is there any other things that we want to talk about in terms of church hurt today? Because um, like I said, New Revelation is going to be doing a series on church hurt coming up. So we will definitely be continuing that conversation. Um, but is there anything else we want to talk about? I just think failing to address problems is is nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. And acting like everyone that left is the only issue is stupid. It's stupid. Or like it's I can speak specifically to what kind of what you're saying at the church that we've come from we especially I think in the youth department we had a huge youth church like huge plenty of children and then I think the second that all of us grew up we all grew out and left um, and I've gone back not recently but I've gone back to that church and just seen the youth department church now and it's like the bare minimum like bone dry type of thing they don't do a lot of the things that they used to do everybody's pretty much gone and kind of like I said, you have to take that look in the mirror and say okay well why are they leaving and then actively change not saying like you can't hold true to what's happened you know in the past but you definitely you know there's there's no problem with changing certain things in the church and they have to or your church is going to die and kind of to your point the elders in the church are going to die with it so you know it is what it is um but yeah i just wanted to thank both of you so much for coming today to talk about this do we have any other comments questions from the live at all or anybody of the three here <laughs> no okay
Um, well, thank you guys so much. Like I said, um, and also my shameless plug throughout this whole podcast was New Revelation Church. Um, we have services every second and fourth Saturday at 11 a.m. here at Christian Community. With the address is 2111 North Kitley. Got it. Um, and you know this, it'll be the 10th and the 24th of July. We're planning a whole lot in terms of getting out of the four walls for the next couple of church services. So definitely look forward to that. Um, we have Instagram and Twitter um, at YA underscore ministry underscore Indy. That's I N D Y. Um, we have a YouTube channel. Is it just me? The podcast. And we also have Facebook, which obviously you're watching us on um, new under new revelation. We'll be posting a lot of stuff under here and we'll soon be creating our own. Is it just me page um, under that Facebook as well. Um, and also another shameless plug i'm wearing t-shirts for the new uh for the uh young adults ministry we also have new revelation t-shirts if you would like to purchase these t-shirts these are twenty dollars they have we have white gray and black and then we also have um the pocket ones that are fifteen dollars and then we also have new revelation t-shirts as well so you can put it in the comments if you would like that and then we will get that cash app to you to where you can send those funds um in order to help with the dj that that we do have at New Revelation, the podcast and all of the events that we will be doing through um, <laughs> young adults, the food, everything. That's that's where it comes, because I know a lot of the issue with our generation is where does the money for tithing and such things go? I'm telling you, that's where the money go. It goes to making the shirts. It goes to the food, the DJ, um, just different events that we're going to be doing. Um, so that's that's where your money going. Um, so, um, so thank you guys. And we'll see you guys on the next episode.